we are now going to talk about is Superman 3. The silliest of all of them. The silliest of all Superman movies. I believe the most interesting of all Superman movies. This is the Temple of Doom of this. <laughs> You've got to think about the Temple I know, of Doom. It's, it's true, but I mean, like, you think about, like, oh, Raiders. Wait, wait a minute, and... wait a minute, wait a minute. I got, got a big yacht, man. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's an avatar for you guys. <laughs> you think about Raiders and 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 uh, Last Crusade. They're pretty much in the same, right in the same thing, right? It's the Nazi stuff. And then you think of the, the alien one, which is off kind of on its own. And then there's Raider, the uh, the prequel, the weird, dark, odd one. And I and I hear this so many times where it's like, I've seen Raiders or Last Crusade a thousand times. Haven't seen Temple of Doom as much, but it's, it's really good. And I think that might be why people like it so much, because they hardly watch it versus the other two. So Superman 3. Okay, now you, you watch Superman 4 first. Correct. <laughs> right, so... Take us on your journey for when you first viewed Superman 3 and your thoughts. As a little kid, the only thing, the only two parts of this movie I remember are evil Superman fighting uh, Clark in the junkyard and that bottom left-hand <laughs> picture. Annie Ross. The Brainiacs scene is like, I pretty much call it now. Yeah. Can I, can um, I just point out Scottish jazz singer Annie Ross? Nobody. Nobody saw that coming, and nobody forgot it. I think that's probably the most memorable scene in all four of these movies. I'm not kidding when I say that either, because anybody that's seen this has been changed <laughs> with yeah, that she, lady. she ends up looking like a robot member of The Cure with the, with the hair and everything. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, was, I mean, I was older when I saw this in the cinema, yep. so I was able to kind of nitpick it, you know? I was sure. uh, turning into one of these annoying people that we now have on the internet. They talk about movies and nitpick them. <laughs> and I, so there was things in here that uh, I could have changed, but I'll be honest with you, not that many. Most of the things I could change about this were the fact that some of the, the comedy prior stuff just goes on too long. I think they doubled down on the Lester stuff. Yeah. You but I, I, mean, I, like... I don't even think the Lester stuff, I, I separate that. I mean that the, tone. Yeah, the prior stuff and the Lester stuff are separate. Uh, I think what I've read of this is like prior wasn't big on the script, but he also didn't deviate from the script. Right. And the script writers, they were kind of hoping he was going to start ad libbing and doing his thing, you know, and making them look better. Uh, and mm -hmm. that didn't happen. He uh, only so did it's, that it's, on stuff he really wrote. <laughs> yeah, it was David Newman and Leslie Newman who'd been involved in all the movies up to now, but now this is the first time they actually really got to write a movie on their own. Yep. Uh, and they had lots of cool stuff in this. It starts the whole idea of starting off with like a matchbox uh, and something inside of a matchbox, right inside mm -hmm. of a matchbox, and ending with a giant supercomputer. So they're working up, they're building up to this, oh, this yeah. kind of whole thing. There's lots of good thematic stuff in here, and I can understand what Richard Lester, the kind of stuff Richard Lester could get his teeth into, you know, the sort of like the, the, the clever intellectual part of it, and also all the slapstick. So the opening right. sequence of this movie, if you are disgusted by the opening sequence of this movie and not going to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think generally looking at the internet, a lot of uh, viewers, especially American viewers, didn't like the slapstick opening sequence. Well, I think also um, oh, with Robert Vaughn replacing Gene Hackman was, I mean, pretty much the same character, but not like a discount Lex Luthor. Yeah. Probably he was, didn't he was quite good, though. I, I, I do like I do like Robert Vaughn in that. I do he was a kid. very good, like, mustache twirler. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's got that brilliant line where he says he just asks you just to do one simple thing. 
kills right. the man and you can't even do that because I think you know it just says it like deadpan and straight uh doesn't make it camp and it's it's funny just because of the, the way he delivers it it kind of does that same thing like hackers in the 90s did where you can like get onto a Mavis Beacon teaches typing program and hack the U.S. government from a computer <laughs> that's not hooked up to anything. Yeah, that, this is my favorite computer movie of, the, of that time because it was all these kind of movies like you say. This is my favorite by far <laughs> uh, for lots of reasons, uh, not least the Atari Superman sequence that you get at the <laughs> end where you see uh, the visual graphics representation, the, the high-tech graphic representation oh, yeah. of Superman flying around fighting rockets. Which that's a great, a great well. scene. No, it doesn't, but it make, it's, it's got a real charm about it. It works really well. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's also, I, I'm going to be controversial here uh, in a big way, I think. It's got a net tool as Lana Lang. Now, oh, I've yeah. always preferred Lana Lang over Lois Lane in the comics. And I prefer Lana Lang. Who would later Lang. go on to be mom? Yeah, who later go on to be his mom in Smallville. Uh, I think she's great in this. Uh, love the character. And yeah, a lot of people again don't like the fact that the, the main love interest isn't Lois Lane. And the reason she wasn't the main love interest was because of all the political stuff that was happening behind scenes, uh, which there's loads of videos out there you can watch on the internet to tell you all about that. I think uh, she did better with this character than, although I don't mind Margot Kidder as Lois Lane, um, I, I know that in just real life she had a lot of problems. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, yeah. that, uh, that carried over onto the screen, I think, a little bit, especially once you kind of you're made aware of what it was. No, I think Annette O'Toole's brilliant. Is this character really warm and she and the fact that she's attracted to Clark Kent as well, but not Superman, is, is a really good kind of be spin on it. It's a shame that the kid that plays her son and it can't act, but apart from, you know, mm -hmm. can't have everything. I kind of would have liked to have seen Gene Wilder replace Robert Vaughn, to be honest. <laughs> have him and Richard Fryer together for that. That that would you know what you you've kind of sold me on that. <laughs> and that Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor, a great Richard Lester, you know what they wouldn't even need Superman. Trying to take over the world. That's he's in space <laughs> sorting something out, and they're trying to take over the world, but they're that inept they can't do it. Uh, yeah, Definitely. that's the movie. That's the movie we all want to see. Starto. <laughs> Yeah, this one I've seen the least, so it's a bit, it's the most forgettable. I, I may still remember a lot of it. It's just one of those ones. It's like, oh, yeah, Superman 3. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's right. the first time they started cutting the budget and stuff as well. I know that a bit because there's a oh, whole yeah. sequence where they have um, Richard Pryor, Pryor even uh, talk about the what's happening on screen, but we're not actually seeing it. Right. You know, oh, boy, it, look at that. Oh, yeah, no. and it goes on and on, and it's, it's, I believe uh, Richard Lester was wanting to cut the sequence out, but the studio said, no, you need to keep it in. It's a big Richard Pryor moment. Now, I can't um, remember 100% when he got clean from drugs because I know for a while he had cocaine addiction. Whether or not this was I think it's after he have. had his accent or, or accident before, because I know you could see it in his movies this, progressing. Uh, it was a very steady think, decline. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not too sure. Chat, get on, get on it for us. <laughs> it was just before or after his accident. Yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of Superman walking around in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it does lots of cool kind of Superman stuff as well. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a really, again, it's a really good kind of like goofy Silver Age approach to Superman. Mm -hmm. Well, this um, would have been almost a throwaway story or a, a fill-in issue. Yeah, but it has a, but then again, every issue was in the Silver Age when you think about it. 
Um, it was like a it was like an episodic television. What's this week's mm. story? You know sure. that kind of approach, uh, and, and I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I could understand some people hate it, but I, I believe that if they were the people that hate it, if they were forced to sit down and read like a a showcase of Superman stories for Silver Age, they would come away not hating it. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Well, then again, those things read for you know modern audiences. Those things read a little bit like mud nowadays with them. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to use this to stop this. Oh my gosh, did you see that? And they, <laughs> you know, because every yeah. issue was basically like a introduction to somebody new, so they had to make sure if you picked it up for the first time, you got up to speed quickly. So a lot of repetition. Yeah. A lot of repetition, but giant apes and robots and cool stuff <laughs> right. like that. Lots of giant apes. Lots uh, of giant apes. Yeah, this movie plays. I mean. It's not at all consistent with any of the rules that were in the first two movies. Like you see, they just make stuff up, don't they? Yeah. From movie to movie. Happens so much um, in these these movies. Yeah, so I mean, he had to lose his powers to go to bed with Lois Lane in Superman 2. But yeah. doesn't seem to have that trouble with Pamela Stevenson in Superman 3 when he's bad Superman. <laughs> uh, but again, that could just be the effect of the nicotine infested kryptonite that he's been given. Uh, oh, yeah. Because what they do is they give him. Uh, kryptonite that they've created but there's a missing ingredient so they put in uh, nicotine and that's what makes him bad tons of evil well it's basically that's a very silver age thing where they use different colors to do different stuff the red kryptonite where it would just have a random effect on the story it was a perfect catch-all that's a just a perfect weave i mean later on it turned him evil i think smallville decided it it made him evil but but uh at the beginning, it was just like, oh, today he's got a, he's a merman. Oh, now he's got a head of an ant. Oh, now yeah. he's got, you know, <laughs> he's a, lion a lion. Stuff like that. <laughs> so that's always been my favorite. Yeah, but yeah, that, but that's a Superman story. It's, it's championed by the likes of Edgar Wright. Yeah, he likes mm-hmm. this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's very much, it's pure Richard Lester. Uh, I love Richard Lester movies, so even the bad ones. And he has made bad ones and good ones. Uh, so uh, I, I yeah, this is kind of like people would call it a guilty pleasure. It's not a guilty pleasure to me. I just think it's one of the best Superman movies ever made. <laughs> so you're going to say it holds up? Yeah. So yeah. So let's see. Does do you think this film still holds up, or did it ever hold most, up? It's the most subjective. You know what I mean? Like for little kids, absolutely. For adults, it might be a little silly, especially if you hate Adam West Batman style stuff. Um, there's a lot of that kind of thing in here. But uh, for me, I, I I had a fine time watching it. Uh, but then again, you know, there's a little bit, there's a little nostalgia dipped in there. So yeah. it's really hard. But yeah, um, I, to the I average person, that. I really don't. But for, you know, people that like kind of fun, silly movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I see it's like, a, as a Richard Pryor movie, it's, it's not a good Richard Pryor movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, as, as a kind of slightly wonky Superman movie, it's, it's almost like the movie has been given red kryptonite. Then I, I, I kind of really appreciate it. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, exactly. They had actually got the, the effects in this movie, I think, are great all round. Mm-hmm. Uh, they totally mastered the, the flying technique uh, all the way through this. That whole Grand Canyon sequence, I love that. And I love the way they intercut it with the uh, Atari visual effects as well. I love well, the old supercomputer at the end. I love the way that he uses his brain to, and, to defeat it and it calls back to a previous moment in the movie. Uh, it's, actually, it's a well-structured movie that just has longers that maybe should have been snipped. I think that's where all the money went for the special effects because they didn't really have a villain. Aside from the uh, the robot scene, they didn't really have a villain to uh, sink any money into. 
very much like a TV show. Ran like a TV show, I imagine. Like we have a yeah. lot of talking scenes, a lot of interesting character bits, and then we'll take the bulk of this money and put it with this these two scenes in the movie and really wow people. Yeah, but they did have the uh, the leading tower of pizza and Josh <laughs> Chisholm, right? Uh, trombone playing comedy legend George Chisholm with with a broom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that alone is enough for me to recommend that you all watch Superman 3 uh, and give yeah, it another That's fun. That's fun. That Don't fun. take it seriously. Indeed, do not take it seriously. Uh, Richard Lester didn't, so neither should we. Absolutely. Absolutely.